Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Now let's dive into the word. Today I have uh, the assignment which was given to me by my pastor. And we are going to talk about the very thing the scriptures keeps on reminding us. And today it's going to be evangelism. And this is the thing when it is spoken, people don't want to shout. The only summons they want to hear is summons like the five keys to increase your wealth. How to keep on increasing in the spirit. Speak about the Great Commission. People will be as though they are deaf. Hallelujah. Evangelistically bold. Hallelujah. Now, home church is a church that is found on such kind of foundation. We evangelize every last Saturday of the month. But it's not that we are limited on that particular Saturday. Even in our day-to-day lives. We cannot wait for 21 days for us to evangelize because the day of evangelism is the last Saturday of the month. So the heart of of evangelism in this ministry, let's clap for ourselves. If you think I'm lying, we were, we, we were, 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 we we cannot fail to celebrate God for that. And if you're there and you haven't caught the fire for that, please, I'm inviting you. Come and dive into this fire. It won't scorch you, but it will be powerful. Now, when we talk about evangelism, uh, there is a statement or an end that comes at the end of every, in your mind. For example, I've said evangelism. Now people know um, we need to go and speak to Maybe we shall gather at church on Saturday when we go and evangelize. Some people prefer to do it in a group, not one-on-one. Regardless, it's evangelism. But right now I'm going to talk about something, a very wonderful aspect in evangelism. That are you bold enough to evangelize at any circumstance? If an opportunity has come or fallen before your face, can you seize it? Even when can cost your life. Because we think that evangelism should be the comfort. It should be 
something that when you go to preach, you don't expect any hindrance or resist. resist. But when it does, can you powerfully evangelize? Hallelujah. I know many of you have seen uh, the televangelist evangelizing, boldly reaching millions and thousands. And some of us admire, like, God, can I also be like that person? And let me tell us, it's not, that, it's not a desire we should have, it's a mandate we should fulfill. Like I said, when we talk about it, people think, ah, now that is another department in church called. But scriptures tell me that we are called to do this particular work. All of you. All of us. Hallelujah. There is a story I want to begin with. Many of you have heard this guy called uh, Bishop Benson Idahosa. Uh, the, the, the one of the ministers who really preached the gospel during the 70s. And he did not only impact or touch his nation, Nigeria, but also the entire world at large. And when we speak about uh, people that evangelized in this, on, on, this, on this world, is a monk. But, I've you ever imagined what is behind the boldness, the charisma, the person makes a crusade and 30 people, 20 people give their life to Christ. I mean 20,000 people. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there is a thing behind it. We need to carry a certain boldness. And now we cannot begin to talk about boldness when we are going to evangelize. When the mother of the message or when the mother of it is not actually dealt with. And that is the message. Or the gospel. What I'm asking is do we have the full understanding of the gospel? Do we carry the full picture of what the message is? Because that is the very message that we are going to preach in boldness, but not boldness itself. It is the message that gives you boldness. But it's not that we are going to position ourselves to be bold in order to evangelize. Hallelujah. You first get the gospel 
And it is rooted in you. And upon that understanding, upon that message in you, the Spirit of the Lord will always automatically give you the burdens for you to be able to evangelize. Which is why we are going to now divert a little bit. And then we talk about the burdens of the message. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you realize that it is it's a bad thing to say let us have the boldness? And yet you don't have what qualifies you. Hallelujah. Now, the message is Christ. The gospel we preach is Christ revealed, is Christ manifested. And this is the God's free gift of salvation, which we received by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. And if we go out there and we preach something different from that, what we are doing is town service is not the gospel. The gospel must be centered on the person called called Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to go and share a few things there. And I believe the Lord is going to transform us this morning. When we read, when we read in Romans 116, the Bible Paul says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of salvation. For it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes. For the Jew first. Also for the Greek. What a powerful reading right there. Paul is saying he is not ashamed of the gospel. I'm aware, children of God, that we desire of the power of God. And in our meetings, we even have words like, oh, God moved. We saw the power of God manifest. But the Bible says right here that if you want to see the power of God is in the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? And now because if you don't, we don't understand this thing right, it will always give us hard time to evangelize. Or even the thing that are supposed to accompany you in your menstruation will never follow you. Because you carry not the full understanding of what you stand for. And it is our mandate before we speak or stand before men 
The Bible says that anyone who speaks speaks as of the oracles of God. Meaning, whatever thing you're going to communicate to anyone, it must be an oracle revealed to you by Christ. And that is the Christ that you're going to stand for and preach to those who do not know him. It is not our experiences that people should be drawn to Christ. That is not the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read, let, let us go to the book of Mark 16. Mark 16. There is a wonderful Mark 16, 15 to 20. We are going to see that each one of you have been called to this responsibility. And it is a great commission where we need all to sink in. The Bible says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He's talking to who? And he said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe, he will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will, talk, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly, let's say, it will, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. Hey, hey, hey guys, see where the power of God lies. Right there, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel every creator. Every creator. In 17, he says, and these signs shall accompany those who will die. So anyone who understands the message, this is an ideal. The signs must be manifested you. Let's finish this verse. 19. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and he sat down on the right hand of God. Let's look at 20. 20 says, and they went out and preached where? 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 The Lord. Uh huh. Hallelujah. The moment Jesus spoke to his disciples, having given them this mandate, he, he, they, when, he, when he was taken up to the heavens, they went and began to preach. Remember, Acts says, you, when, when he's come upon you, you shall be my witness. Beginning from where? Jerusalem, uh huh. Uh huh. And? Did we see these things in the scriptures? Hallelujah. 
So we have a, a mandate that we need to fulfill. But these people did not go around the world to minister or evangelize the person they don't understand. The signs which accompanied them was as a result of the very thing they had understood or come in contact with. Which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's look at Colossians 1. Let's get a script. It's Colossians 1, 23. The Bible says that if, in, if indeed you continue in the faith, this is Paul speaking to the church at Colossians, that if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you had. Let us pause there for a, mo a moment. He's, he's, a, he's encouraging the church at Colossus. He's telling them continue in the very thing you have received. Be steady fast and immovable in the message. People of God, there is there is more than there is more than saying Jesus loves you. There is more than saying he died for your sin. He's telling them you continue steady fast and unmovable in the very thing you have received or had. So people, we are not preparing ourselves to evangelize those people. And yet, with us, we are shaken. We are not rooted. The message has not taken root in us. Because the message must be preached from our fullness. Not from without. Hallelujah. He says, which you had, which was preached to every now you guys look at this. The first, the first scripture we got was the from the four Gospels. Now Paul is again quoting. But he's not quoting the scripture. He's quoting the manifestation of what actually those people did. Because he said, which was preached to every creature under heaven. Hallelujah, people of God. Amen. That the message was preached to every creature under the heaven. And when we come to Matthew 28, 19, again Jesus is commissioning us, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. To what? Paul said that because of the result of that preaching, he says, of which I Paul became a minister. 24, he said, now I rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you, 
to fulfill the word of God. Let us look, verse, uh, look at verses 26. He says, The mystery which has been hidden for ages and from generations, but now, but now has been revealed to his saints. Who are the saints? Who are the saints? Let me tell you these things. People, prophets, inquired. They searched out, desiring to see them come to manifest. But the Bible says those things, that thing which we have, which is salvation, was hidden from them for ages, for generations, and they never took part in it. They didn't. But now, that very mystery it has been revealed in us. It has been revealed in us. 27. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. Oh God. Praise the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, what is the mystery which was revealed in us? The mystery which was revealed in us is Christ. Is Christ and Christ alone. The Bible says that that which was hidden for ages, it is now open. It is now open to any man who is going to conform to it, who is going to receive it. And he says to us, God will to make known what is the riches of that particular glory, which is the mystery, which is Christ. Now he's saying, not to the Jews, but that mystery among the Gentiles. But also we know that the mystery was received first from. He says, which Christ, this mystery is Christ in you. This mystery is Christ in you. What the Bible calls the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles is Christ in us. The hope of glory. Now, if you have encountered Christ, if you have encountered Christ, you just imagine the things which was hidden from for ages and generations. And God is saying these things are so sacred. And God is saying, I, 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 I value these things that I'm not going to just them everywhere. But unto you, God is saying he revealed that mystery which is Christ the hope of glory that is taking residence in you. People of God, uh, there is no, I haven't seen anything like this. 
I've tried to inquire and search out so many things, but I haven't seen anything like that. That God can come and dwell in you. You know, whenever we talk about these things, we take it to be too long. No, we take it like this. Um, um, this is that is that, that is the message should be like that. That is why they should preach. Or or speak. But have you ever gotten time to ponder on things like this? And now the mystery that so many people desired to see, they didn't, but you have received, which is Christ. And let me tell us, it is the only thing that I have seen that God is now dwelling in humanity. That it is so amazing and science cannot explain it. Nothing can explain it. Nothing can explain it. The Bible says in verses 28, Him we preach, this is the Christ we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. The thing is, Christ has given us himself. And, and he's saying that you people who say that you have received me, you're not only receiving the name. You're receiving the wisdoms of God. You're receiving the entire counsel of God. Everything, the Bible says in Romans, that everything that was ever known about God was made known to us. Imagine that. That anything, anything you can think of about God was made manifest And now this is Christ in us. And he's a hope of glory. So people, when we come and say we are going to begin to evangelize, we are going to begin to speak about the person of Christ. We are not just speaking words, which words carry no roots. We are speaking of whom, which we have tested and have seen we do not stand before people in our carnal minds our three wisdoms because those things do not transform unless what transforms is when that message when God breathes on that particular message and it, be, it becomes a revelation that when you stand before people and speak the power of God begins to make manifest and before you know it the hearts of people the God of this world has actually blinded they begin to receive this light and they cannot receive this light from us just speaking our experiences. It begins from us manifesting the gospel which is Christ. And how much Christ has been revealed in your spirit is how much you are going to make known of him to those who do not know him. Hallelujah, children of God. Amen. 
And now when we speak about evangelism, it's not about the excitement that now I'm going to stand before people and say, God love you, God love you, God love you. Do you carry the understanding of the statement you're making that God loves you? Do you understand the mystery of Christ in you? Which you preach? One day, uh, I, I, daddy gave me a testimony and, and really I became furious. He told me he was doing something and then he know a notable witch doctor around this village. And then uh, he shared something with him. Because uh, daddy, as a pastor, God was compassionate about him. You know, pastor. And then he told him, man, you've been doing things for so long. There's no life. You cannot remain like that. The guy turned to daddy and he told him, wait, wait, wait. Are we born again? Now you speak about that Christ. I do so many things. Personally. I heal people. I do things which Christ cannot do. I have done things that you people who say that you follow Christ never done. And actually he said, and that thing, in that Christ you speak about is under my feet. But let me tell you something. No, 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 no. You do not say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying that we are profiting, profaning the name of the Lord. That's not what I intend to say. What I'm saying is this. You who are supposed to make known of the mystery of God in you that when the witch doctor looks at you they'll eventually see Christ being manifested there is no way they will say that Christ is under my feet no way the reason why they are speaking like that because the hope of glory in us it's like the, it's like the glory which was upon Moses. It's like that glory. No, that is not who we are. But when we stand and when we are going to stand before people, there must see something. They must see something. But when they, see, when they hear you speak, you know, in Mark, Mark 2.21, the Bible says that they saw Christ and they said, He's the one with authority. The day I read the scripture, I said, these people missed something. The authority was speaking to them. So no one should intimidate you. No one should intimidate you. The power of God. Oh, you carry something. This world fears. Paul writes to Timothy. Then he's telling him that uh, I think it's, it's Peter. And then he tells him that 
yes, all these prophets and all these such and inquired to see him, to look into, to see this thing which actually came and began to minister. But at the, the last verse there says that what we have, even angels, desire to look into it. And now you tell me that a carnal man with, with, uh, with those who spirit, those who will spirit, can profane God. Who remembers what happened when Philip went to Samaria? Remember the sorcerer, Simeon? The great power of God. No, 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 no. They called him. Do you know why they called him like that? That he's the great power of God? Because there are things he used to do. This must be God. This must be God. But when Philip surfaces, the great power of God says, I need to subject to your God. People of God. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3 that therefore we have such hope of we use great boldness we use great broadness of speech. Okay, let, let me begin it from here. Okay, let me, let me take it from there. Paul is saying the confidence that we have is given to us or given to me by the very message that I speak to you. That I do not speak as Moses used to speak. Because what Moses used to, to communicate to us, that was the glory which was fading away. But he's saying what we have on inside of us is the confidence that we speak now with great boldness of speech. To speak what? The message. The Christ in us. So how much is Christ in you? I'm asking. In fact, how much Christ is revealed in you is the power of God is going to be manifested in you. But that doesn't mean that what you are unable to do, God cannot do. You launch deep and see what is going to happen. Hallelujah. Then he says, unlike Moses, who put on a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at, at the end of what he was going This thing was passing away. But 14 says, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, let me talk about this for, for a moment. If we, if we, which is why this is the reason why we should not preach the law. And the, 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 the message of the law here doesn't work. 
and this is true and it is still working to this day. Which, when we talk about Moses, we, we, that's the law. Mm, that's the law. But then he's saying that <laughs> by their minds we are blinded. The law has no power to bring light into your until this day, those people that still keep the law. However, in this case, he's talking about the Israelites or the Jews, those people that do not believe in Christ. But he's saying that they keep the Old Testament because the veil, because the veil is taken away in Christ. If you don't have Christ, Let's see, let's see, finish it. Bring it, bring the next one. You look at that. Because that, but even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil lies on their hearts that that is when you preach the law. Never that is. When one turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away. Oh, isn't that powerful? 17. Now the and where the spirit of the Lord is? Freedom. Let's look at 18. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image of the glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah! Amen. Can you imagine? That the more we the more we believe on Christ and we allow Christ to dwell in us, He's saying we are beholding ourselves in the mirror. That is the standard. That is the standard. That we are beholding ourselves in the mirror and we are being transformed in the same image of Christ from glory to glory. That means every other day when you're walking, people should be seeing the glory of God walking. I'm not talking about the glory that fades away. Uh -huh. I'm talking about the glory that remains and not the glory that remains. He said from glory to glory. That means every other day it is continuous. So how, how much powerful you are today, tomorrow you're going to be more powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, child of God. Amen. And this is now Christ in us, which we preach. And without that, without us settling that thing, and we say, ah, Christ now, Christ now, I, there's things I need in me. I need the fullness of this mystery. And it is in you. It is in you. It is not going to come from anywhere. It is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians. Let's go to verses 28. So we, 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 the things that we preach, I want us to preach the things we understand. Colossians 1, 128. You can follow with me. He says, him we preach, who? Christ. Christ. Remember, he's a mystery now revealed. Uh, uh, no wonder why we have uh, 
Mwetewe unyarachi esati ziliko tubikulidua. Had faith musaliza. Now why did you put on a dress, for example? Katu musaliza. Now you, you guys, let's look, let's look at this. That, that him will preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. Let me tell you, you cannot do this. There's no, way, there's no way you can align someone and bring someone to the, the full understanding if Christ in you is not revealed. Because the things we preach is not our mind. No, 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 no. no. The things we preach is not our mind. There is a spirit in us that such is the bottomless things of God. And he keeps on revealing to us that when we stand before people, the Bible says that get, you do not be frightened. My spirit in you will be evoked. And you shall speak things that is in you. That we may present every man perfect in Christ. One, we preach Christ. We rely on Christ. We base understanding on Christ. We counsel, dialect, do ministry, everything based on who. That is how we are going to be able to bring men to Christ uh, or to bring them perfect. If you're new in this church, our mission is, or our mandate is, we are called to equip the saints of the Lord for the work of ministry. Verses 18. But until we or they come to the unity of faith of the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what we preach. And that is our mandate here. To his end, I also labor, striving according to his, to his working, which works in me mightily. Look at this, guys. The power of God that is, is in Paul. Like I still continue in that because of the message. That he's, with the more I do that, he continues to work in me. Continue to work in me. Mightly. Now, are we robbing ourselves something? Don't you think that we are robbing of ourselves something? Because the things that which was made manifest in, in Mark 16, to this day, but do we see them? And let me tell you people, you cannot receive a result of a, of, of a thing which you don't understand. Please, I'll we will be deceiving ourselves. There is so much in the message. There is so much in the message. 
Era bingi nyo tisinga tuimira mubuwa kabuno Tusobolo chuse nseno One day I told you people about neopentecostalism no, it's, it's a new breed of, 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 of believers that has come. They believe that they believe like this. That the things that you do not see, the, the apostles did in the scriptures. We ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and perform them. But if they do not happen, there is a scientific explanation for that. And with them, the Bible tells us you shall lay hands on the sick and Bible they shall be healed. When they come and say, in the name of the Lord, we are prayed. And if you do not, you don't receive your healing, that's the will of God. That's not bad. That is the standard. This is how they do it. So uh, one day as I was reading one article, a person who challenges them, they all believe that uh, that is now it's the will of God for her not to receive her healing. Because they had prayed. And another runatiki pastor from somewhere <laughs> came and laid hands on the same person. Now, the will of God again is the will of God. Now, you judge mm? that, that kind of breed, that, that kind of people. It has come because now we have not taken time to root ourselves in the message. So because these things cannot now come to make manifest, we say, ah, the will of God. The will of God. Amen. Now, let us also, uh, uh, in these last minutes, let us look at the effectiveness of the message. As, as my next point. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to be really quick on this one. I'm going to just show us the people that really understood the person God and Christ what they were able to accomplish. As Young Cho, I was reading about these things, Young Cho that had um, a church for one million, he had the biggest church, that this, this guy could have um, a moment with Christ for five, four, five or four hours every day. Praying. The Kenneth Huggins, four hours. Kenneth Huggins, every day. Smith Wigglesworth, five hours every day. Wigglesworth, Reynard Bonke, they, you know, he, he had about, before he left Reynard Bonke, he had evangelized over to 79 million. People. Worldwide. Seventy-nine million people worldwide. What? What is it that those people 
carry that you don't carry. I'm just asking. Is there Christ different from what we have? The measure of the mystery of Christ revealed in them is different from us. Why is it this thing is not there? I'm speaking this thing that to, to, to evoke something in you. <laughs> that when you begin to evangelize, now you know what you're talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. But when you stand somewhere, <laughs> I wanted to give a testimony, but mommy is here. I won't give it. Hey. Let's look at the apostles in the book of Acts. Now, Jesus <coughs> built the church on men that the people called fishermen uneducated untrained less qualified. The thing is Jesus is not looking for intellectual people or wise people. Kawanga tells me he's the, fo the foolish one for Christ's sake. But there is a lot of humility in that statement he makes. But every time he speaks it to me, I defy him. But the apostles understood this thing. After three and six months, three years and six months, what happened when the Holy Spirit now began to make manifest in these people? Acts 2. Acts 2 verses 14. The very first sermon which was preached was preached by the very timid guy called who? And see, when Peter began to speak, what, what happens is, he began from bringing scripture. He quoted about three scriptures there. And he read from three, about two books, and then he quoted Christ. And then he's telling them, oh, you people, you people, what was written there by the prophets? This is the thing that now we are standing on. And now he's speaking with that boldness. Not his experience with Christ because they had lived over three years. No, he began from the word. And he preached the word. See the power of God when he preached. The Bible tells us that over 3,000 men, 3,000 souls that day, but what was he doing? 
preaching Christ revealed. That what, what Joel preached about. And what David actually said. And when I add these two nuggets. And what Christ himself spoke to me. Now I present the full counsel of the message. When he preached that. From from Acts 2 to Acts 4, 8,000 souls had been converted. But what was the message? What was the message? Now people, as we desire and we want to go and evangelize and preach this thing about Christ, we should now have the boldness in the message. That when you sit into that word, and then you stand before people, can you be shaken? You're shaken because <laughs> you have very little knowledge. I normally tell my people that, that um, when I ask you a thing and you're, you're unable to talk about it. I mean it. Maybe two, maybe three, maybe four. But you claim that you know it. You do not know it. You do not know it. You do not know it. In chapter, in chapter three of the book of Acts, we see now the people with, these are the same people. Now, because you now the message is now in them. And from the fullness of that message they preach. When they reached to the lame man, they healed them. Why? They have everything in them to perform, to heal and to do all other things. So there is no any excuse we can give why people are not walking. The same message they preached is the same message we carry. So we should we should, we should allow this word to dwell in us richly. Richly, that when we stand to speak before people, there must be a manifestation of what we testify about. The evangel team, I'm telling you. The evangel team. And all of you, the evangelists, watch out when you go to evangelize. There are signs that should accompany you. And those signs they will tell us whether now Christ in you is revealed. In, 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 again, that same chapter, chapter 3. The, 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 the apostles, they go. They go to Moses. And again, even Moses, Moses preached about this Christ. Now, now they are like, hey, Moses, I say, ah, 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 we don't want you now. Moses, the one the one you love, he preached about this Christ. The great one, better than I. This is the guy I'm telling you about. And when they continue to preach that, the lame guy is dancing, jumping, doing what the Pharisees They are watching. Those two in chapter 4 they were arrested. Because the message had given them something. Oh, we need to stop this movement. Let me tell you, if, even, even you, 
When you take root in this message, you're going to stop living a normal life. I'm, I'm, not saying that, say, I'm not living a normal life. No, you, you're taking the message. It has the power to transform you that when you speak, people say, ah, who is that one speaking? Where does he get the authority from? They preached with, with boldness. They preached with 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 they had no fear in them. They were steadfast in the message. Beat them, imprison them. They remain upright in the message. You know what happened next? They they went to the same people and preached the gospel to them. The very one who had arrested them, they evangelized to them. And after that, they judged them. Now with us, where now they get hold of you, are you like, you know, I'm sorry, I never meant that. And now these people said, no more. Do not speak operate in this name again. Peter said, the mystery of godliness in me, in what I have seen, what has been revealed in me, I cannot keep quiet. I cannot keep quiet. Kill me or kill me. We are not stopping. In fact, he told them. He told them. Do we have it here? He said, in verses 18, so they called them and commanded them not to speak, to not speak at all or teach in this name. But Peter said in verses 19, Peter answered and said to him, whether it is right in your sight or of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. Verses 20, the Bible says, for we cannot but speak the things which you have seen and the heart. Now, you, we cannot talk about uh, 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 um, evangelistically bold. <laughs> and what now makes you bold is not there. Because the reason why these people are saying no, 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 no. Because the word is burning. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Paul says, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. He cannot be silent. Because there is an overflow of the message in the person. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They, 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 you all know what happened. But now when we jump to verses 4. But people, let me tell you, right there in, in chapter 3, over 5,000 souls. Don't preach. That guy has just stepped out. Five thousand. What were they preaching? The same Christ, Christ you crucified. Is what we present now. And you're like, eh, we want that Christ. Hallelujah, children of God. Amina. Hallelujah, children of God. Amen. They, in chapter four. Verses, verses 20, 27. Let me read quick, quick. The Bible says, For truly, against your holy servants, 
whom you have anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. We are gathered, we are gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. 29. Now, Lord, look at their threats. People, look at their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by, teach, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. People of God, when they, when they threaten you or want to kill you, the apostles said, okay. What we have in us is the, the Bible says, come to the throne of God. Such a confidence. You state your point. They came and, and said, God, they, they reported. They, they told God, these people are threatening us. They want to take our life. Verse 31, the Bible says. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was and all those people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with so which comes first? Which comes first? The boldness doesn't come first. The boldness doesn't come first. Hallelujah. Amen. As you're finishing. Verses 32. Now you, you guys, let's listen to this. Let's read 33 only. That with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of Lord Jesus. With great power. And great grace was upon them all. Child of God. Now is the time. Start up the spirit of Christ which is in you. You start up that gift which has given to you. And it's about time to turn this world upside down. You have so much in you. You have so much in you. Let not your inability to search out the matter deceive you not to enjoy the privileges that are in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. These people just believed the message. They ate the message. And this message is able to do more. The Bible says he's able to do more exceedingly in your abundance and beyond what you can think of or even imagine. People, we are tired of just coming here and give you lines of scriptures with no substance attached to it. 
And now this is the word of truth which we preach. That he is able to transform you. Then you are able to transform others. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What will we tell God? What will we tell God? Faith, what will you tell me? That he will be our pastor. May the good Lord bless you.